Happy Resurrection Day. So, or if you're inclined, April Fools, Jack. Sorry, they pulled that one on you. I would have never pulled a joke like that on you, Jack. You know that. Even though I'm not an Alabama fan. <laughs> By any means. I have to get these things on now because I'm a... Uh, I feel like I'm older, but then when I say something like that to Charlie or, or Jack or anybody else, they all like, oh, you're just a kid, you know, so. And this is the second Easter in a row that I've had to pinch hit for Al. So, uh, and last year, you know, Angie, of course, said, oh, it's Easter. You have to, have to preach on the resurrection, which I got it in a roundabout way, if last Easter, and uh, we'll get it, we'll, we'll talk about the resurrection this morning. But the title of the message, like I say, I always try to come up with titles, even though Alan doesn't ask me for a title much anymore, so we can put it on the website. But uh, the title is, uh, It's Inventory Time, and you say, oh, here he goes again inventory time. And I say that because uh, I am just pinch hitting for Alan this morning. And everybody at work knows I'm a preacher by training, but uh, it's inventory time this time of year at, uh, at work. Every February, late February, we have an inventory of all of our uh, serialized pieces or something that has, we actually put a number on it. And then at the end of March, last weekend, I was over there Friday night and all Saturday doing a uh, bulk parts and merchandise inventory at the store. So it is inventory time for us every February and March when it's coming into springtime. And uh, so basically it's inventory time for us as believers every day. And just like uh, Jerry said, the world chooses this weekend once a year to put eggs around the yard in many different colors. <laughs> and, and some people go overboard and put a bunny in their front yard or things like that, and uh, talk about Happy Easter, but uh, inventory time. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, and in doing the inventory, of course, you have to count everything that's there, right? You have to take an inventory of everything that's at the branch. Then after you've taken the inventory, there's two main reports that you have to run to reconcile the inventory. You have to take a, run a overage report and you have to run a shortage report to reconcile the inventory. So keep that in mind because we're doing an inventory. An overage report and a shortage report. And those are just what you would think they mean. What do you think the overage report would be? 
Right. It's stuff that's there that's not supposed to be there. You got too much of it. Okay? It's stuff that's there that's not supposed to be there. And then obviously in the converse, the shortage report would be the stuff that's supposed to be there and it's not there. Okay? Stuff that's supposed to be there, but it's not. So keep that in mind. It's inventory time. 2 Corinthians 13. And as normal, we'll start off in this passage and we'll be here and there in God's Word. 2 Corinthians 13. This is the third time I am coming to you. Every fact is to be confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have previously said when present the second time, and this is, of course, Paul speaking to the church at Corinth, and though now absent, I say in advance to those who have sinned in the past and to all the rest as well, that if I come again, I will not spare anyone. Since you are seeking for proof of the Christ who speaks in me and who is not weak toward you, but mighty in you. For indeed he was crucified because of weakness, yet he lives because of the power of God. For we also are weak in him, yet we will live with him because of the power of God directed toward you. Verse 5. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. And that's articular. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless you fail the test? But I trust that you will realize that we ourselves do not fail the test. Now, we pray to God that you do no wrong, not that we ourselves may appear approved, but that you may do what is right, even though we may appear unapproved. For we can do nothing against the truth, but only for the truth. For we rejoice when we ourselves are weak, but you are strong. This we also pray for, that you may be made complete. For this reason... I am writing these things while absent, so that when present, I need not use severity in accordance with the authority which the Lord gave me for building up and not for tearing down. So verse 5. Test yourselves, or examine yourselves, it says. Take an inventory of yourself. Take an inventory of yourself. And both the, the, the word test and examine are present imperative active in the, in the Greek. Present tense meaning ongoing. It's not a one-time thing that you do. You don't test yourself one time. You don't examine yourself one time. And it says to see if you're in the faith. It's not talking about Examine yourself to see if you really ever got saved when I was 10 years old at Pleasant View Baptist Church. 
we're never told to look at ourselves because our spirit salvation is based on Christ's finished work at Calvary. It's not based on anything that you do or don't do. This is talking about examining yourself to see if you are in the faith in accordance with the word of the kingdom or the kingdom truths. And right there you have the resurrection right in that verse. It doesn't state it that, that way. But remember verse 4, it says, Indeed he was crucified because of weakness, yet he lives because of the power of God. And like Jerry was saying earlier, we should celebrate that every day. Right? Not just one time a year. Because every day we're supposed to be walking in newness of life because of his resurrection. We're supposed to walk in resurrection life on a daily basis. Remember the Bereans I mentioned before? That's why Alan and Dale Carter named the Sunday school class that Mark and Summers and I had the privilege of co-teaching after Alan took this position over here for the last nine years for the Bereans. They chose that name because the Bereans were applauded for because they were nobler than those in Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures daily. They searched the scriptures daily to see if those things were so, those things that are true, the ones that Paul had taught them. So they didn't just take for granted that whatever Paul was teaching them, or like I've said before, whatever I say from the pulpit, Alan says from the pulpit, Jerry says from Sunday school, Mark Tyson, Mark Summers on Wednesday nights. They didn't take for granted what Paul was saying. They went in and searched the scriptures daily. And we need to be searching the scriptures daily. That is our source of power. So test yourselves, examine yourselves, take an inventory of yourself and see it says yourselves twice. Doesn't say take an inventory of somebody else, right? <laughs> then you're stepping into that judging, right? Judge not lest you be judged. It says take an inventory of yourself. Not look at your brother or sister and say, <laughs> right? The old speck in the beam. Examine yourselves to see if you're in the faith. Overage and a shortage report. Of course, the overage report, you got stuff there that's not supposed to be there. Remember, what time of the year is it for the, those of the Jewish faith? Passover, right? Passover. What was the next feast after the Passover? Anybody? Feast of un, unleavened bread. 
What's leaven typical of in the scriptures? It's a corrupting agent, right? That's what makes the uh, bread rise. So the Feast of Unleavened Bread had lasted how long? Seven days. Seven is a complete number in Scripture. It's, it's, a, it's a complete period of time. So after their Passover experience, they celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and they were supposed to get all the leaven out. Get it out. So just after our Passover experience, as believers, that moment when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, for a complete period of time, our complete walk, we're supposed to get the leaven out. Get the sin out. Keep short accounts with God. Run that overage report. After your inventory, and if there's stuff there that, that shouldn't be there, get it out. Get rid of it. Lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and run the race. Now on the shortage report, Remember, there's stuff that's not there that should be there. 2 Peter 1. Turn to 2 Peter 1. And we touched on this some, I think, last Easter. You guys didn't get to afford yourself of it. Mark, uh, Mark did a Sunday school teaching on this for two, a couple of Sundays uh, back in the Berean days in 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted us, granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Verse 5, now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, or the faith of you, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted 
having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the age-lasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly supplied to you. So these qualities are supposed to be there, but in a lot of our lives, they're not. And they're supposed to be there, and they're supposed to be increasing, it says. So if you run your shortage report after you do your inventory of yourself and you find that you're lacking in these, it says, verse 8, 9, excuse me, for he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. And if you're lacking, just the converse of verse 11 will occur. If you're lacking these things and you're not taking that daily inventory of yourself, keeping short accounts with God, walking in newness or resurrected life, then just the opposite of what it talks about in verse 11 will occur. You won't get that abundant entrance into the coming kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You won't hear that well done thou good and faithful servant at the judgment seat of Christ. So it's inventory time. But just like 2 Corinthians 13 says test or examine yourself you got to do it Continuously, present tense, ongoing action, day after day. Remember, Paul said, I die daily. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. jump over to verse 24. We'll start in 24. I think Jerry was covering this verse because I've got some notes around it from a previous Sunday school class. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment but is passed out of death the death unto the life. It's articular. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself. And he gave him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. 
Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice. Verse 29, and will come forth. Those who did the good to a resurrection of life. That's Zoe life. Those who committed the evil to a resurrection of judgment. So which resurrection is that talking about? Obviously, it's a future resurrection. Correct? And there's a separation made at that future resurrection. I want to be part of that resurrection unto life, the life. John chapter 11. right to verse 24 everybody's very familiar with this account Martha said to him this is when Lazarus Martha said to him I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day talking about that future resurrection Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And that's a double negative. Never, ever, never die unto the age. So once again, it's talking about a future resurrection. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Romans chapter 1. Should I say charge? I know we're jumping around a lot. But Romans chapter 1. I brought my iPad up here, but then... When Brother Royce was out there, I thought, you know, he might not like that if I bring out modern technology and start popping around on an iPad. Also, my son-in-law, not from Asheville, my other son-in-law, Tim, mows the pal's yard. So if he ever does a bad job, Royce, you just let me know, and I will send him back over there, <laughs> make him do it again for free. That's what will happen right there. Romans chapter 1. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was born of a descendant of David according to the flesh, who was declared the son of God with power by what? The resurrection from the dead. According to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for his name's sake, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ, to, whom, to all who are beloved of God in Rome, called as saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So right there, he was 
declared the Son of God with power by his resurrection from the dead. Romans chapter 6, start in verse 1 also. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin, and died as in the aorist tense there, still live in it? So if you run that overage report and there's stuff there that shouldn't be there, you need to get it out. Get rid of it. Verse 2 no, died to sin, still living it. Verse 3, Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that, verse 4, as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Daily. Verse 5 For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. What we are celebrating this day, but we should be doing it every day. Walking in newness of life. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And for all the visitors who was coming today to hear our pastor speak, April Fools. So, <laughs> so if you don't like what you hear today, please come back when our pastor is actually preaching. So. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. A lot of us want to know the power of his resurrection, but that fellowship of his sufferings, I don't know if I want to get in on that. But they, they come as a pair. Right? The suffering always precedes the glory. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, verse 11, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. And resurrection is anastasis, you Greek. I may not have pronounced that correctly, but I gave it a shot. But actually, resurrection in verse 11 is ex, has the prefix ex in front of it, to stand up out of others that have been resurrected. So there's a division made there again in that future resurrection. 
So yes, we need to walk in newness of life, walk in resurrected life, know him, the power of his resurrection, and be willing to suffer with him that we may attain to that future ex anastasis, standing up out of at the res- future resurrection. Hebrews chapter 12. A lot of these verses that have resurrection in them, most of them so far are talking about that future resurrection. They also mention Christ's past resurrection. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we have, and this follows obviously the great faith chapter, chapter 11. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance... Remember that stuff that's on the overage report that's there and it's not supposed to be there? You got to get rid of it. You got to lay aside those encumbrances and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Fixing our eyes on who? Jesus, our greatest example. The author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What was Jesus' focus? Who for the joy set before him, what was that joy? That was set before him. That future time when he was going to rule and reign. He was going to take his rightful position. He said... He focused on that, and because he was focused on that, he endured the cross. So as our greatest example, should we, as the, in the Catholic Church, if you see the little crucifixes in the Catholic Church, they still got him hanging up on the cross, right? But even we in Baptist churches, a lot of times you can get focused on the icons. Or the, and I'm not minimizing the cross, obviously, I'm just saying we're not supposed to be looking back. The inventory isn't to look back at your salvation experience and say, did I really, did I say the right prayer? Did I mention the right words? <laughs> and question your salvation. Your examination should be of you're walking in resurrected life on a daily basis. You need to run that Overage and shortage report. And see if you're really availing yourself of the power of his resurrection. 
But Jesus was looking forward. He was looking forward. Hebrews chapter 6. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about the Christ, let us press on to maturity. Not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of instructions about washing and laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. And then there's the famous uh, falling away passage, which I've so I think I've shared here before. God used Hebrews 6 in my life to question the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the Calvinism and Arminianism and uh, the uh, professing and possessing. Did you really, you know, all that stuff? Because I read so many books on Hebrews, and when God moved Angie and me and the family back here from Florida to Chattanooga, of course, I hooked up with Al again because he's a Hoosier. So (laughs) I'm a Hoosier. So we started uh, getting together on Wednesday nights and praying together. And he had uh, already been introduced to the kingdom truths through a few books or whatever. And so we were talking about it. And I brought up Hebrews 6 to get his thoughts on it that night. And he goes, hey, I got a book you need to read. <laughs> you know, and he gave me a book. And it's like the, I flipped the light switch and the light came on. So... And I believe Brother Mark has mentioned a verse where it talks about work out your salvation. (laughs) If I remember correctly, Mark. Uh, God using that particular verse in his life. And then Alan going to him and talking about the Berean Bible class and all. But uh, that's a special passage for me. And Hebrews is not really hard to understand if you don't... Twist it all around to uh, some guy from seminary's uh, take on it. Put it that way. But leave the elementary teaching about the Christ and press on to maturity. Don't be looking back. Let's look forward. Let's look forward. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the keys of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over him so that he would not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were completed. After these things, he must be released for a short time. Verse 4. Then I saw thrones and they that sat on them and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus 
and because of the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their forehead and on their hand. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who has part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. Oh, I want to be part of the first resurrection. which is yet future. I want to be part of the first resurrection. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So I'm going to take an inventory of myself (laughs) on a daily basis. And then I'm going to run that overage report. And I'm going to run that shortage report. And the stuff that's there that's not supposed to be there, I'm going to get rid of it. And the stuff that's not there, that's supposed to be there, I'm going to put it in there. And it's going to be increasing, like Peter said. I'm going to attain to the ex-anastasis, that that standing up out of, at the first resurrection. Let's walk in newness of life. Because of his resurrection, we can walk in newness of life and enjoy the power of his resurrection and see the salvation of our souls, yet future. Let's pray. Father, we just thank for this day and what the world celebrates is Easter and bunny rabbits and eggs. But we know the true meaning of this time of year and that your power did raise your son from the grave we just thank you for his sacrifice and his resurrection and we may we each walk in newness of life on a daily basis for it's in jesus name we pray amen